Welcome to the Mount Carmel Christian Church Podcast. Our current sermon series, Shining the Light, is celebrating 50 years of ministry at Mount Carmel Christian Church, looking back at everything that God has done through us and in us. Today's speaker is Senior Minister Didi Bacon. Glad you're here. We are the Mount Carmel Christian Church in July 2018 marks our 50th anniversary. Woo! That's 50 years of shining the light of Jesus. It's a good thing that July 2018 has five Sundays because it worked out beautifully for us because we could dedicate a Sunday to go back and reflect and rejoice and learn from each of our five decades of serving God in this community. And today, we're going to bring it all to a close. We're going to have a worship celebration. We're going to give ourselves to saying yes to the call of Psalm 136, verse 1, where it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And as I've gone through this series, I've come to recognize that we can, well, you can catch each decade with one word. One word. A church officially began July 7th, 1968. That was the first time we held our services, but the vision for a new church in this part of Cincinnati was conceived in that winter. Six young families, one Sunday, who were driving to Columbia Church of Christ of Columbia Avenue, found themselves stuck. Their cars wouldn't start because it was so cold. And so they gathered together in one of the couple's house on Beachmont Drive, and from that, a conversation began to ensue. A vision was sparked for a church, a church that would become the Clough Heights Church of Christ, first meeting in the Glen Estee Middle School. They went on then to buy the property at 4183 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road and started having church in the farmhouse in that location in 1970. They built the first church building in 1973, beginning their first service January 1974. In 1977, the name of the church was changed to Mount Carmel Church of Christ. And as I've reflected on that first decade, 1968 to 1978, I think the word that captures it is believe. Believe. Our first church members were filled with faith. They believe that Jesus is the light of the world, that whoever follows him will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. They believed and lived by faith. These young families with young kids, because of faith, did some remarkable things, some majorly sacrificial things to get our church up and going. And God bless them. See, they believe that our highest purpose in life is to tell others about Jesus. They believe that the way you do that is simply by learning and living Scripture day to day. That way of life was captured by a statement that Charlie Henderson said in a testimony. Charlie, one of our original six, said, it's all about loving Jesus, being faithful, and loving each other. Now, our second decade could be captured by the word unity. 
From 1978 to 1988, our young congregation struggled to become established. It started to grow up and began to deal with struggles that inevitably come to any church trying to get going. The major struggle was the number one tool that Satan uses to undermine the work of God through the church. Discord and disgruntled and dissatisfied, discouraging disunity. The Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer captured for us in the Gospel of John, the prayer that Jesus had for you and me, the followers, to come after the apostles was this, that we would be one, that we would be unified, that we would be one with God and one with each other in love. During this decade, our church gave themselves to unity. And I'm so thankful that God brought unity to our church. God worked through the courage and faith of our shepherd leaders. He worked through the obedience of our people. And in that second decade, we chose unity to be committed to being obedient to Jesus' call to be one body, serving one Lord, one baptism, one faith, one hope, one Holy Spirit who brings us together to pursue one mission, shining the light of Jesus to our community. Our word for our first decade is believe. The word for our second decade is unity. Faith plus unity releases the power of God in the church. It is how the light of Jesus shines at its brightest. The church is God's idea. And God designed the church to grow. When the church seeks to be one in their belief, then the church becomes effective in her God-given mission. This is what we saw in the third decade, the decade that can be captured by the word mission. See, the purpose of the church is to live the great commandment and to pursue the great commission. Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus' last words to his apostles, their marching orders to continue on the mission, the ministry that he began, is what we call the Great Commission. And in that time, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you to the end of the age. Our purpose, the great commandment, the great commission. And in 1988 to 98, we took that purpose to new heights of ministry, creativity, and outreach. And there were many things that our church began to do to bring people to know Jesus. The best example of that era, I would be say, would be a commitment, a commitment to contemporary worship, which was rather radical in 1990. Believe, unity, mission. 
The word that captures our fourth decade, 1998 to 2008, is confidence. It was in these years that we were reminded that the Lord is our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. He is able. He's bigger than anything we might face. And even though we might be shaken by struggles and difficulties and disappointments, we learned, we learned that we can trust in God and He will carry us through. In the decade of 1998 to 2008, we learned that no matter how much our competence in ministry may grow, our dependence on God must always be greater. And it was in these years that we committed ourselves as a church to the words of the Apostle Paul. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. It was in this decade that we changed our name to the now Mount Carmel Christian Church. And relying on God, we continued to grow and move forward and our mission to be a light to the community for good. Loving God, loving people. Knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Believe, unity, mission, confidence. We'll come now to our last decade, 2008-2018. Two thousand eight, after a prayerful pursuit of an answer to the question of our limited space at our forty one eighty three Mount Carmel Tabasco location, God opened up an opportunity, a door, blessed us with twenty acres on Buck Buxton Road. It wasn't until twenty fifteen that we were able to move into our new building. And so if you think about it, it took us seven years to get here. It took around seven months to build this building. If you remember, our last worship service was held on the first Sunday of January 2015. And our first services at this building was the second Sunday of January 2015. And so in other words, we moved church in seven days. God likes that number seven. Seven years, seven months, seven days. Praise God, right? As I reflect on that 10 years, I see that how we got here and where we are today is the result, the result of growth. Not just the numbers, but growth in ministry, Growth in reliance on God, growth in the commitments that we made from the beginning. Growth in people fulfilling their calling in the mission. Growth in more neighbors being blessed by the love of Jesus through the ministry of Mount Carmel Church, not just in this neighborhood, but in parts of the country and parts of the world. 2008-2018 is being characterized by growth of ministry and mission. So it's no surprise for our word then, for this decade, 
is growth. The belief of our first members, their faith coming together in unity, being committed to the mission, walking with confidence because our reliance is on God, has seen our church grow. Grow to continue to shine the light of Jesus because he is the light of the world. And whoever follows him will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. As we pass, I ask that you would listen to the words and give your attention to the words of the Apostle Paul as through God's Spirit he described how the church was intended to function. In Ephesians, he says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Paul says, God has gifted the leadership of the church to equip the members of the church to grow up in maturity in Christ, to grow in their faith in Christ, to grow in their ministry calling, to do their part in the family business of God. We're reminded of God's family business when we take communion. And our friends are now coming back, and they will give you trays, trays of bread and trays of cups of juice. We ask that you take a piece of bread, and we ask that you take a cup of juice, and then we ask that you pray, pass that tray over to the person next to you so they too might take the bread and take the cup. Please take and do not drink or eat until everyone is served, and we can take it together. Now, we do this because Jesus commanded his church, his followers, his disciples to take communion so that we might remember. That we might remember that so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. And to remember the bread, Jesus' body laid on a cross because of this love. The juice reminds us of his shed blood. For God did not send his son 
to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This communion time is a time in which we can recall the love of God demonstrated to us in the past. In a moment, I will lead us in taking the bread and the juice together as one body. And in that moment, we will remember the present that in Jesus, we're part of this body, his body, the church, specifically now the Mount Carmel Christian Church. And as a member of his body, we're called to do our part. As God's grace includes fulfilling also our ministry calling to do our chores, our part in the family business of God. And Paul says when we do this, we will grow and build up in love, each part doing his work to the fullness of Christ. And so communion helps us remember the past and appreciate the present, but it also looks to the future. Communion comes with a promise. Jesus said, do this until I come back. And he said, you're going to be ready for my return. You can be ready for my return by being found faithful. Faithful to his commandments. His commandment is to love God and to love people. The great commandment. To be faithful to the great commission. To make disciples of all nations. To recognize that we're called to share the love of God and the good news of the gospel to those whom we come to know and enter into our spheres of influence, to bring them to a point where they make a confession of faith and to teach them to follow Jesus as we follow Jesus. As we celebrate our 50 years, we remember the past, we rejoice in the present, and I ask that we would recommit to the future. To believe that Jesus is the light of the world. That whoever follows him will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. To commit to doing our part. To make every effort to keep the unity of peace. The bond of peace in the church. To pursue the mission. To take the gospel to all who we know and come into contact with. To rely on God knowing that it's not by our own strength, but his. And to walk with confidence, knowing that if God is with us, what can stand against us? And to recognize that God calls us to be part of this body, to do our part so that the church may grow and the light of Jesus may continue to shine bright, not only in the past, but more in not in the present, but into the future. Communion helps us remember the past, the present, the future. So please take the bread. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Please take the cup of juice. And remember that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 
Please pray with me. Lord, we believe we have made proclamation to that belief that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, that nobody can come to the Father but through faith in Him. That, God, you demonstrated your love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Rose again from the dead. Where, oh, death is your victory. Jesus has overcome. We're thankful that you have counted us the unlikely and invited us in so much need of grace. You've given to us what we didn't deserve and you've made us your children through faith in Jesus. And as your children, you have invited us to partake in the family business, the mission to take love to the world, to do our part, to see the church grow to be faithful to the calling that you place in our lives. I pray as we celebrate 50 years, as we look back and as we appreciate the present and as we anticipate the future, that, Lord, we might be reminded of the truth that we're called to believe, that we're called to be one, that we're called to live not on a confidence of our own making but on our reliance on you. that we're called to grow as Jesus followers, not to be infinites anymore, tossed to and fro from the winds of doctrine that are man-made and not true, but to walk in you in a community of faith where we speak the truth and love, growing up in our calling, being faithful until you return. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What a beautiful name. There is none like it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can interact with us online at our website, www.mtcarmelchurch.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.